Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. More than 37 million Americans have been diagnosed with diabetes, and 88 million have prediabetes. And everybody's heard of type 1 and type 2 diabetes, but today I'm going to discuss something not many of us have heard about yet. It's type 1.5 diabetes. It's known as LADA, latent autoimmune diabetes in adults. And this is often overlooked or misdiagnosed. And today's guest is going to shed some light and give us some insights on this newly discovered disease. He's going to offer a clear roadmap to help you get properly diagnosed if needed and also how to reach your optimal health. Jacqueline Haskins, author of the groundbreaking book, Kick-Ass Healthy Lada, joins us next. Stay tuned and it all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is an award-winning author and aquatic biologist who holds an MS in quantitative ecology and an MFA in creative writing. Her work has appeared in Terrain, the Iowa Review, River Teeth, and many more. She's been nominated by the highly revered Pushcart Press, featured by the humble essayist, and has been a finalist and winner in several literary contests, including Oregon Quarterly Northwest Perspectives. Her new book is called Kick-Ass Healthy Lada. It's the very first book for general publication on this groundbreaking topic, so we're happy to have her here. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline Haskins. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Oh, great. Such an interesting topic, and it's really discussed. We've not discussed it here on the show, so it's an honor to have you here uh, breaking this new trend for us. First, share with the listeners, what exactly is Lada, and what inspired you to write the book on the topic? Oh, yes. Well, I agree with you that it's so important to get the word out, and that's really the motivation, because I had never heard of it. So when I was misdiagnosed, like so many other people, I didn't know to advocate for myself and ask more questions. So in my dream world, everyone has at least heard of this disease so that they know to ask questions if they get a a misdiagnosis. About 1 in 10 people who are told they are type 2 actually have LADA or type 1.5. And it's a really important difference because the treatments are different, the best way to handle eating is different, so... It's really important to know which one you have. Right. I know for decades we've been told that type 2 diabetes is from uh, consuming sugar. Then we had Dr. Neil Bernard, author of the bestseller Reversing Diabetes. He said, no, you got to stop eating meat and animal fat. That's the root cause. And then we had Dr. William Davis on the show. He wrote the New York Times bestseller Wheat Belly. And he said, no, eating grains, that spikes the sugar. Be careful. And this conflicting info can be frustrating. Share how LADA correlates or conflicts with these common beliefs. You are exactly right. That was also part of my frustration. First, I was misdiagnosed and didn't even know to question my diagnosis. And then when a friend told me about LADA and I got the test and discovered the simple, easy test to find out whether you actually have an autoimmune form of diabetes, then, like you say, there's all this conflicting advice. And even with the diagnosis, I felt swamped. I didn't know who to trust. It's, you know, things do change in the science world, but share with the listeners, what is prediabetes and compare that with LADA? Does it just make you more prone to LADA or does it fall in that category? It turns out that diabetes, you can think of it like an umbrella term, just like cancer. And so even though at base, all cancers have similar things, your cells growing out of control, 
At the same time, a diagnosis of skin cancer is really different than a diagnosis of brain cancer or lung cancer, right? So diabetes is that umbrella term, and then there's different avenues under it. And one thing that diabetes means is that your body is struggling now to process and digest sugars. And so pre-diabetes means you're on that path, you're headed that way, your body is starting to struggle, and diabetes is your body is really struggling. So how do people know if they have diabetes? 1.5, is there a test that doctors can specifically perform? Or is it just an autoimmunity where it's a guess? Well, it's an autoimmune form, which means that your body has started to attack the normal parts of itself. And in this case, your body has decided to attack your pancreas, which your pancreas does a lot of good work for you. It's small, but it's mighty. You want a healthy pancreas. But if your pancreas has been under attack for some time, you may not get diagnosed until you've lost three quarters of the cells that make insulin. So the difference is that with type 2, your body can make all the insulin in the world, but your body is becoming resistant to insulin. Whereas with any autoimmune type of diabetes, it's like your car is just running out of gas. Your cells that make insulin, they're dying, and they just can't keep up anymore. You Now you have a teeny tiny gas tank. So it's a whole different approach to how you, how you stay healthy. Got it. So would somebody be treated different of type 1, type 1.5, and type 2? What would be the different factor there? Yeah, absolutely. So if you have a resistance type, all the effort is going to be on helping your body be less resistant. But if you're just simply running out, your body's kind of running on fumes, I should explain what insulin does in our body. Every human being has insulin, and it is like the magic key that unlocks the door to our cells because our cells get hungry, they work hard, they need food, and then this key comes along and it lets the cell take sugars out of the blood and into the cell. It's a very basic need. Like, this is why people who don't have insulin will die. Like, if you run out of insulin, you will die because your cells will not be getting the food that they need. So if you have an autoimmune, if you're just running out of insulin, that's a whole different factor than if resistance is like those, the locks are starting to disappear. You've got all these keys banging around, all this insulin in your body, but they can't find the locks. So it's like, picture you're sitting on the front steps of your house, trying to get in your house. You're going to have a very different situation if your key is broke, if your lock is smashed, it's as if you lost your keys. Makes sense. We've had a lot of different guests share different types of things to do for autoimmune disease. A lot of it focused on diet. Is there any type of food people should avoid or eat more of to help combat Lada? Yes. And you know, one thing that I want to put out there is so often diabetes feels depressing and many of us get clinically depressed. It's actually common with diabetes. And it's because we fear that the foods that we love are going to be taken away from us and the rest of our life we're going to be in this little limited world. And it's just not true. The message that I want to give out to people is I think similar to your message. We can eat foods that protect our health and there is a learning curve. But once you know how to do it, it's like driving a car. 
once you know how to do it, you can be healthy, you can be happy, and you can eat the foods that you love. And I always feel bad when people get in a deprivation mindset because we don't need to feel deprivation. We can embrace foods that we love and also be healthy. Great. If someone does have Lada, can they beat it or is it just something that uh, they got to live with? Right now, at least, they don't know how to grow those beta cells back in the pancreas. So if you've lost a lot of your cells that make insulin, right now they're just gone. But you can supplement your insulin. You can eat foods that balance well, that help your insulin balance in your body. So I lay out in my book 22 principles of carb craft to help you steer. I say that it's kind of a do-it-yourself disease. It's like driving a car. You do want someone to show you how to do it, (laughs) but then you're on your own making decisions every day and you can do it and you can be very healthy and happy. I did read that in your book, The Carb Craft, basically a way to enjoy the foods we love. Share with the listeners a little bit more what that entails. You're wanting to balance your insulin with your carbohydrates. I like to say, pamper your pancreas and spend carbs like gold. We don't have to never eat cake, but we don't want to eat it every day. We don't want to eat a giant piece of cake every day. We just learn to adjust our portions and consider exercise and activity like you were just speaking about earlier and find foods. And everyone's a little bit different genetically. So we find the foods that work for us. That's great. You know, a lot of people, they're now showing that autoimmune disease is coming from industrial chemical exposure. What's your view on LADA? Do you think that exposure to toxins in our water, food, and containers plays a role? Yeah, I think that the science on that is pretty clear. And it's coming to a point where the foods that are good for our planet and for our environment are also going to be good for our health. We can have sort of the selfish motivation of wanting to be our healthiest. It's also ultimately what's going to be best for the planet and future generations. That makes sense. What about symptoms? If somebody's listening go, I don't know if I have it. Is there specific isolated symptoms they should be aware of to, to know if they have LADA? Yeah, that is a little bit tricky, and that is why so many people uh, get misdiagnosed. Like my story is I went into the doctor. They were just running some standard tests and said, hey, let's look at your blood sugar. And when they saw that my blood sugar had been frequently going high, they're like, oh, you've got type 2. They didn't do the simple test to see, hang on, do I have antibodies in my body that show that my body has been under attack, that it's actually autoimmune. So if you don't fit the normal profile with diabetes, or another thing that can happen is the medications that worked last year aren't working so well this year, that can happen because you had very little insulin and they gave you medications that made that insulin a teeny bit more effective, but now you have less insulin right? Because you're running out of insulin like a car runs out of gas. But if you pamper your beta cells and pamper your pancreas, you can give those cells a little breathing space and they may stabilize and recover. And you might be able to hold on to the health of your pancreas for a longer, much longer time. 
Right. Good advice. Now, you, you know, the old saying, you, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but it can also be said with the medical profession. Traditional medicine is very slow to embrace change. We had uh, Johnny Bowden, author of The Great Cholesterol Myth on the show, and he calls it dinosaur medicine. They're practicing dinosaur medicine. So when it comes to Lada, what have you found regarding their acceptance of this diagnosis? Yes, that's so interesting. I think the word is starting to get out there. But I think also, as you say, I've talked to doctors who say, you know, it just takes the ship of medicine a long time to turn. And she thinks that within 10 or 15 years, doctors will be correctly diagnosing LADA. Well, you or I, we don't, we don't want to wait 10 or 15 years. <laughs> we want the correct diagnosis today. So we're going to have to be a little proactive and advocate for ourselves there's no downside to requesting the test. It's a simple blood test. They're probably taking your blood anyway when you go to the doctor and say, hey, can you do this one more test? Look and see, do I have antibodies? Is this an autoimmune diabetes or is this a resistance diabetes? Yeah, makes sense. I'm curious, is there a genetic link to LADA or does lifestyle and diet play a role? Both, yep. <laughs> With all types of diabetes, both are in play. But with autoimmune types, it's much more genetic. And with resistance types, well, even though they've teased out like 100 genes that affect type 2 diabetes, lifestyle, you can really come back strong from type 2 by changing your lifestyle. But with type 1, it's a lot harder. And type one and a half, we're right in the middle. So in some ways, we have lots of options. We can work in both directions to protect ourselves. Is it only found in adults? Because it has the A in there at the end, it's adult. Or do younger generations suffer from LADA? Yes, people of any age can have LADA. That old dinosaur of a name is probably one reason that it's hard for people to know about it. And so I think calling it one and a half is more intuitive and helps people understand it. But your doctor will think of it as LADA, latent autoimmune diabetes in adults, and half those words don't even apply. It's diabetes, it's autoimmune, it's not latent, it's not always in adults. So it's an alphabet soup name, but just think of it as one and a half. Right. I shared in the beginning how many people, the, the numbers that are out there, and again, they could be off, but who has, has diabetes, type 1, type 2, and pre-diabetic. What are the numbers for LADA? Do they know? Is this a, a small percent of, of the pool, or is this a, do they have any specifics? There's actually more people with LADA than with type 1, but it is in the realm of the number of people who have type 1. It's about 3.4 million Americans and many more around the globe. How's your health since you discovered it and you isolated, focus on uh, remedying it? Where do you stand? How are you doing in your, your, your LADA? Well, when I was first diagnosed, I wasn't doing so well because as you mentioned, there's this doctor saying this and that doctor saying that and this book and that plan and this website, and it's so confusing. But once I understood, once I dialed in on how to take care of myself, my health has been excellent. And I want to let people know that healthy people become LADA or develop LADA, and people with LADA can be super healthy. You can be as healthy as anyone. There are people with diabetes who are professional football players, Olympic athletes, gold medalists, mountain climbers on Mount Everest, you name it. You don't have to feel fearful or limited about your health. 
Great info. In the uh, couple minutes we have left, is there anything else you'd like to share that we didn't cover today? Remember, you're the first guest to bring this topic up, so it's going to be on SEO. People are going to be looking it up, and who knows how many guests are going to follow you, but you set the pace. So anything else you'd, you'd like to share? Oh, well, I think a lot of things in your book, Food Sanity, are really apropos, and I want people to know that they can be happy, they can be healthy, they don't have to give up the foods that they love. They might want to modify how they eat, and they definitely want to be very active if they can with fun activities, with things they love, with dancing or walking on the beach or playing basketball. Be playful, get out there and have fun. Trust that you can be healthy and find your way to eat the foods that you love. Well said. And I'm sure a lot of people with mouths open listening to this go, that sounds like what I have. Finally, finally, you know, it's like they've been struggling and, you know, it's like that needle in a haystack has been discovered. So I bet there's a lot of people going to get this book and probably hand it to their MD and said, Hey, look at this. This is what (laughs) you missed. You missed this. And I have a lot of, a lot of people that do that with food sanity. They'll bring it to their doctor right here. You you know, you tell me to do milk for strong bones. And this chapter says it's not good for bones and you keep recommending milk. And it's like, Oh, and look at all these studies. And So hopefully they'll use your book to uh, educate a lot of these doctors, because like I said, it is really dinosaur medicine. And I I, kudos to you for opening the uh, the door to getting this message out. We'll get the the news out with you. I'm sure everyone learned a lot on this interview, (laughs) pun intended there, had to throw a pun in there. People that know me, I'm like, he didn't make a pun. There you go. (laughs) So that's good. The book is called Kick-Ass Healthy Lotta. And to get your copy or to learn more about this or Jacqueline, you can go to healthylotta.com. And while there, you can also check out the resources that she has available, including articles and healthy recipes. You can follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Healthy Lotta. For my daily health posts, follow me at Dr. David Friedman, except on Instagram. I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody that you know, and I'm sure a few come to mind as you're listening to this, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to yourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com and share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. You always hear me say sharing is caring. Don't be selfish. Share this info with others. And you can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio, Spotify, and iTunes. More to come. Stay well and stay tuned.